Welcome back to Secondhand Therapy. We want to remind you that we are not therapists, doctors. <laughs> Such a fucking moron. <laughs> Experts. Therapists. Yeah, that's right. Can uh, you not say that word? What, therapist? F- fucking plural. Therapist. No, don't be. Can you not say it? Therapists. How do you say it? Therapists. That sounds wrong. Therapists. <laughs> anyway, you just made me so fucking just, angry. That sounds wrong. How do you read? What do you mean? How so do if I you read? saw a therapist with an S at the end, you'd be yeah. like, "That's a misprint." No. I oh, would, okay. In my head, I would go therapist. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> don't let, don't take our advice, dude. We've been fighting. Clearly, we're dumb during this entire setup. So. Enjoy the show Alright, thanks for being here Love you, play the music Kill me told her that i i have this feeling of just like i I feel like i'm going to be in trouble all the time yeah and i i was telling her that i didn't know what it was rooted in Uh uh-huh uh who's gonna get in trouble i don't know man people yeah i don't know i feel there's a little boy yeah, I feel like I'm going to be in trouble if people like, and that goes into my people pleasing of like, not, people are upset with me or I make them uncomfortable or they're, I don't know, I'm going to get in trouble. What does trouble mean? I don't know. I'm a grown fucking man, so I don't know. I, just, I think trouble just means that they're going to be upset with me or mad at me or whatever that looks like. So if someone's mad at you, you're in trouble with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You don't feel that way? No. What? Why would I be in trouble? Because you've upset them. Okay, and they can go, hey, what you said upset me, and I can go, oh, it did? What about it? But what if they don't? What if they're just like... Then that is on them. (laughs) No, it's on me to make them happy again and love me. But if they don't tell you Mm -hmm. you've caused a problem... Sometimes you just know. Or... You're just creating problems because you're insecure and you think you know, and then you're, you become the guy like, is everything okay? Did I make you mad? And then just like, shut, you're making me mad right now. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Also that. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what? How can you, I, I really can't wrap my mind around how you go through life with this idea of uh, not being a child. No, not not caring how you affect others. No, I care how I affect others, but it's up to them to decide if what I've done has affected them. One, yeah. it's not up to me. And two, it's up to them to communicate it to me if they have a problem. And what happens when they do? What happens if somebody comes up to you and goes, hey. Let's, let's role play. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, uh, earlier you said something and it really 
it really hurt my feelings, man, the way that you view me like that. Oh, really? What did I say that upset you? Uh, you said, you know, X, Y, and Z, and it just really struck a chord with me, and it's something I'm really dealing with and something I'm really insecure about, and, like, I just don't like the way that y you you talked to me earlier. Mm. I didn't realize, man. I'm, uh, yeah, when I said that that wasn't my intention to come down on you, my intention was X, Y, and Z. But I know that, like, I kind of struggle with tone. I'm kind of monotone. It's kind of hard to read me sometimes. So mm -hmm. I think we just had miscommunication. But that wasn't my intention at all. Yeah, I, just, I think we need some time apart then. I, I can't be around you. Okay. That's all right. I accept that. And that wouldn't haunt you? No. I've admitted fault. The fact that somebody says, I can't, like, we need some time. Oh, you... that's never going to happen. <laughs> that's never happened, <laughs> ever. <laughs> It, that the only time that would happen if if somebody if you came to me and I said oh yeah go fuck yourself, right? Then you would be like hey man like you're not even receptive maybe this isn't work. but if somebody's gonna be accountable yeah and try to hear out and explain what their intention was why would you then go oh, I waited a time apart that's that's the most dramatic you're so fucking dramatic. <laughs> Also, do you know how hard it was for me just to role play speaking up for myself? Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I was like, excuse me, it's sir. Unreal. Uh, yeah, what like what do you do? Even the other we we had had something here at the house or like a week ago or two weeks ago or something, and I had mentioned something to you, but I had used the phrase several times and explained to you, it's really not a big deal. Yeah. And I had made sure that I was very clear to you that it's really not a big deal. Yeah, I know it's not because it was about paper towels or some shit. Yeah, yeah. And I, but yeah, it, and why would paper towels be a big deal? I don't, in my head, man. Uh, what happened to you? I, well, here's what we're getting down to. Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about the root of it. The root. The root. The root. And uh, what we were, what we <clears throat> discovered there down at the root is that. It goes into not being able to be my authentic self when I was a child because of the expectations that were put on me with my mother and grandmother and those in charge mm -hmm. um, to not make people uncomfortable, to not bring up things, to, you know, those people-pleasing pe people tendencies that I was raised with to not rock the fucking boat. So I couldn't be my authentic self. So that means I couldn't stick up for things that I actually cared about. And so I would think that I would get in trouble for that. Hmm. Rocking the boat. So I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, and my therapist always prefaces these moments with, we're not demonizing your mom. Right. We understand your mom. You love your mom and your mom loved you. That is non-negotiable. We understand that here. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the question. <laughs> yes. Do you think there were ever times where you felt, not saying she was doing it, where you felt like she was withholding love or approval if you were to rock the boat? Is that what getting in trouble was when you were a kid? Maybe. I can't really remember. Um, but I also don't remember, you just didn't, you just didn't do that. Mm. But there has to be consequences, right? Yeah, but I'm not sure what they were because they were so f few or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, 
also my therapist also prefaces things like that, but with a way of saying we we've, we've been talking about this too about uh, using and. So, my mother can be very loving and and all these things, and she could also have caused some problems doing for sure whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, multiple truths. Multiple truths, baby. Uh, so yeah, I don't really remember what would happen if not, because I think I was just so scared of the what if, Mm. um, I just didn't, it comes down to hurting people. I have a big problem saying no, because I'm afraid it's going to hurt them. And so I will overload myself or not get my needs met or whatever it is, because I don't want them to be hurt. That doesn't make sense to me because knowing you, <laughs> you're also in the past, in the past year, mm-hmm. you've done a lot, done some work and you've done a lot of self reflection and you've kind of come to realization, acceptance, whatever, that you're, you're, sel- you're a selfish person. Mm-hmm. How is it that you're okay with? Selfish behavior is hurting somebody, but saying no, hurting somebody is kind of like out of the realm of acceptance. Because a lot of my selfish behaviors are are unconsciously happening. Mm. They're not on my radar. I don't yeah. know that they're selfish. I I don't know. They're just not there. Now when I have to say no to somebody that's a conscious decision that is me having to make that decision to go no I'm not going to do that for that person um but yeah when I when I am acting or when I'm having these selfish moments or whatever it's because I, I I'm, I'm literally not thinking about it because I've never had to think about it can I tell you one thing that happened between <laughs> us that I still think about sure when we were filming my short, mm-hmm. I don't know if you'll remember this or not. Probably not, but go on. Um, so for, if you're listening or watching, we, um, not we, I mm-hmm. had, we, I rented a house, we filmed all this stuff mm-hmm. and in the house, it was a two bedroom, one bathroom house. Mm-hmm. So we had a bathroom, we could, crew had bathroom, whatever. And um, after lunch, we would brush our teeth. So we didn't have shit in our teeth for filming. Right. Um, one of the times you brush your teeth and you left a big like silver dollar size gob of toothpaste in the sink. Okay. And I called you out on it. Yeah. And I was like, Hey man, you want to wash this out? Like this is, this isn't our house. Like we're renting this. And you go, no. (laughs) And I go, you're seriously just going to leave it. And you go, yeah. Yeah. And I go, why? And you go, don't give a fuck. (laughs) And you walked away. Yeah. It was toothpaste in a sink. Right, but that's a selfish behavior that somebody called out and you don't give a fuck. I So is doesn't that make it a conscious thing that you're like, "Oh, he cares about that. I don't give a fuck." And you don't feel like you're hurting anybody or you might get in trouble for something like that? No, because I probably didn't take you seriously. I thought I might thought I probably thought you were just busting my balls of leaving somebody else's house messy that we're paying to rent. I didn't look at it as leaving somebody else's house messy or that it was a big deal. I looked at it as like, there's like a little toothpaste in the sink. So 
that's I, I look at it that that's the expected outcome of renting your place out or whatever. Like you when it comes to that, like if we were at somebody's like we're staying at somebody if I'm at your parents' house, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do that. But if you're renting a space, I think that comes with the territory of you don't respected. Res- you don't respect other people's property the same. That's regardless not, of whose I property didn't it is. spray paint the walls. Homie. No, I didn't say you did. I'm asking. <laughs> but when I'm, yeah, that doesn't fall under respect or not, or disrespect to me. Toothpaste in the sink doesn't fall under respect. No, no, no. I'm not saying disrespect. you did, But you wouldn't just respect other people's property the same, regardless of who it is. Absolutely, but that doesn't fall under respect or disrespect for me. That's what I'm saying to you. Uh, I didn't look at it like ah, he's fucking trash in the place. I didn't look at it like that at all. Mm. What I'm saying is also like when you rent an Airbnb or something, mm-hmm. you do clean it, but you're not going to deep clean the place before you leave. Or do you? Do you deep clean the hotel room or an Airbnb before you leave? I don't do Airbnb. I'm a hotel guy. Okay. If you were to be at an Airbnb, would you deep clean the fucking thing? I wouldn't deep clean it, but... You take the trash out and stuff like that, right? But after I brush my teeth, I will rinse the sink out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But if you just happen to miss it, yeah. I, <laughs> you wouldn't miss why it. Why would I leave a silver dollar sized gob of toothpaste? Not on my radar. Not miss it. Yeah, it's unreal. Unreal. Not on my radar. But the point is, yes. The fact that I was like, hey, you're really going to do that. And like, yeah. I told you, hey, like, I'm paying to rent this place. Like, we need to clean up after ourselves. And you're like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like that doesn't I thought you were I I I guarantee you because I, I think that now I thought you were busting my balls about that and I didn't take mm, you seriously interesting yeah yeah I, if you would have yeah I don't know yeah I, I yeah there's no way I would have taken you serious or thought I was saying or thought you were being mm. serious about that. so if you thought you were gonna get in trouble you would have like taken it seriously yeah interesting yeah hmm yeah, that's a weird, like, you also have a really weird thing about uh, respect and disrespect and what you view as, as uh, that. Oh, I very much respect other people's things. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I was raised. <laughs> but oh, <laughs> I get that. Yeah. I was also raised to respect other people's property. I was no, also the kid that... Not would, if you're renting it. Not if you're renting it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Here's what also is on your radar for disrespect, and you mm. brought this up. Um that I was using the Tide Pods when I first moved in here, right? You had this big thing of Tide Pods, and I'd put nah, it back. So that wasn't about disrespect. The lid wasn't on all the way. Yeah. It like tightened all the way on. It's like a little snap. Yeah. It was the on, lid, but the lid was placed on top. Well, it wasn't snapped into place. It was placed on top, yes. And you had thought that that was disrespectful of like, you're not respecting my things. You didn't put this back properly. Yeah, you didn't put it back the way you found it. Crazy to me. Right. Now, Yeah. in my head, I'm like, the lid's on. It's back in the place where I got it. Yeah. No harm, no foul. But right. to you, that bothered you. I, don't, I wouldn't say it bothered me. It's something I noticed because, right. yeah, I would put it back the way I found it. And see, in my head, it is, and that's not on my radar. If it right. was vice versa, I'd be like, oh, yeah, he put it back. Oh, he didn't put the lid on. Okay. Yeah. It's not even on. Would you even my, notice if the lid wasn't on? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. And so that's, the, I think sometimes you and I get caught up in that a little bit. Yeah. Cause you're not a big attention to detail person and I am. No. Yeah. Yeah. I was also the kid, uh, because I was an only child, 
uh, I had, I was very spoiled. So I had all the toys mm -hmm. and all the things, all the fun stuff when it came out, you know? Yeah. Um, and my house was also the hang. So a bunch of kids were always at my house. My shit got broken and stolen all the fucking time. And I am, what I've carried with me throughout my life is being real selfish with my things because in my head I'm like, oh, they're not going to respect it and they're going to break it or steal it. And so mm -hmm. when somebody asks to borrow something or, you know, whatever that is or use it, I get real fucking weird about it because I'm like, oh, well, I'll never see that again. Or that's fucking broken automatically, automatically. Interesting. That. I would think you would overcorrect and then like over respect other people's things, like polish the Tide Pod thing yeah. they've done. <laughs> no, I just make sure that you have it and it's there and like it's not broken or stolen. Hmm. It's there. So the people that would break or steal your things, yeah. were they invited back? Absolutely. Because unfucking believable <laughs> yeah. because they had to like you yeah i had a dude steal my car radio still hung out with us why and you knew he steal it uh, yeah he knew that you knew mm -hmm. called him out on it and he just what did he say he said no i didn't do that I mean, he did he still still was hanging out with us dude yeah my what the fuck why was he that cool no what why though? i don't know man it was oh just <laughs> because buddy you get, get some self-respect exactly here? exactly <sighs> do you have self-respect yeah. now yeah yeah i wouldn't let that happen now i'd be like oh fuck that guy that's not happening what if he was mad at you Oh, buddy, then he's got it. <laughs> then he's invited back. Yeah. No. Um, those selfish acts are unconscious. And telling somebody no or hurting people is a conscious decision, and that's why it bothers me. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Also, when I say no or I can't do something for somebody, I over-explain. I know. It's annoying as fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hate it. It drives me crazy. I know. I can't help it. I Because I think the more information you have, the more forgiveness you'll have. You don't think it just sounds like an excuse? Usually people over-explain. I'm like, oh, my, okay, you just don't want to. give me. I don't need the excuse. Just say no. Not an excuse, but I need you to know that I've thought about it and that I care mm -hmm. about it. It's not just a quick decision for me to be like, nah, I'm not going to do that. And I've noticed with you, sometimes you will, you'll have that where you have no problem. I'll be like, hey, do you want to go blah, blah, blah? And you go, no. Yeah. And I'm like, it takes me back, dude. I'm like, <laughs> it blows my fucking mind that you can just be like, no, I don't want to Would it be, would it be better for you if I thought about it for a minute? No, it's just, I can't understand because I go out of my way to people please so much, I can't understand being that authentic. Interesting. Does it throw you off when like I ask you like, Hey, are you going to come to the gym? And you're like, ah, maybe. And I just go, well, that's a no. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you know, it's a no, yeah. I know it's a no. Mm -hmm. I say, that's a no. Just say no. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to get better at it. And I've told you a few times like, mm -hmm. no, yeah. Yeah. It's no is really hard for me to, to say. 
Yeah. Sounds fucking exhausting. Dude, well, fucking yeah. Aren't you tired of being exhausted? <laughs> yes, I wish I could. I you wish. You can, it's a choice. <sighs> you can't just sit in the discomfort of thinking someone might be mad for like two minutes and then forget about it? Again, it goes back, I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago, about it going on my permanent record. When they think of me. Yeah, they don't. But go ahead. Nobody's thinking of you. Go ahead. When they do. You, really? Nobody ever thinks of anybody. Not as often as you think, dude. <laughs> People are wrapped up in their own lives. Yeah, but when you come to mind, uh-huh. I don't want an asterisk by my name. I don't want a Or mark. an asterisk. Yeah, either one of them. Oh, my God. Sorry, that I shouldn't have done that. Well, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to mark by my name. You understand how egotistical that is to think that when somebody thinks of you, they're going to remember every detail of good and bad that you've done. No, just the bad stuff. Oh my god! They're going to go, "Oh, Malone? Yeah, he's a fucking troublemaker. Fuck that guy." Oh, Malone? Yeah, he didn't like it when I said whatever, and that wasn't my intention. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay, and if they do, so? Oh, Malone, he did, we asked him to do this thing, and he said no. So, eh, fuck that guy. Okay, so? But if they never say it to you, you'll never know, and it doesn't fucking matter. No? I'll know it in my heart. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like you just, you crave misery. I think you just want to be miserable. No, I don't want to be this way. I... I I don't know how to uh, deprogram it. I'm oh, I'm slowly working on it, start but doing stuff different and then deal with man, the feelings. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's really hard for me. <clears throat> yeah. Damn. The other night, you and I had talked about something, and it was kind of a breakthrough for me that. I wanted to share because it helped me so much um, talking about talking to your younger self. Mm. And my hold up this whole time has been, I thought when people talked about their younger selves or talking to them younger, talking to their younger selves, um, that they were envisioning that they were that age and that they were, that younger self. And really what they're doing is just picturing them beside them so they can talk to them or be with them or whatever. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that separation before. Yeah. How did it help you? <sighs> Man, it's way better now. Um, yeah. because I'm able, because I have a hard time, picturing or remembering how I was feeling in those moments when I was young. Yeah. So for me, I didn't think that younger self stuff was going to work. Yeah. Um, but being able to talk to my younger self, buddy, that's a whole new thing. And I've, I've found myself being nicer to myself uh, the last few days because I keep picturing like 10 year old me and about what he wants and how he feels and who he was and how I want to protect him. It might be even overcorrection now, but like I'm like, oh no no, that's my boy. You're not gonna talk to him that way. Mm -hmm. like, you're not gonna do that to him. You're not gonna let you know. You're not gonna put one over on him. Like he's mm -hmm. this innocent little young thing that just 
wants love and acceptance and all those things. And so it's really changed my, my outlook on self-love. So how do you show him love and acceptance? It sounds like you're good at protecting him. Yeah. How do you show him love and acceptance? I don't know yet. Because hmm. what I'm struggling with now is... I'm still struggling with idealism, but idealism tied to what my life was supposed to look like. And we talked about this today in therapy about like... Sometimes I don't feel like I'm living up to what 10-year-old me wanted me to be or thought that life was going to be like. Mm-hmm. I struggle with that rock star versus family guy kind of mentality. Yeah. Um, I, I thrive so much in this idea of wanting to be the rock star. And not necessarily in that... It's just a loose terminology for like taking advantage of opportunities that the average person wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, those rock star kind of, you know, vibes or whatever. And so as a 10 year old, you, you have all these ideas of what these things are going to be. And then you look back and, you know, especially stepping away from comedy, something that I built for so long and worked so hard at, and then stepping away from it feels like failure but it's not. The reality of it is, is like, I, I am a rock star. I did, I did do the things. Like this is, if you pull the curtain back, like this is what it is. You know what I mean? Like I haven't had a job in 20 years. I've traveled the world doing it. I've been on TV. I'm, I've done all these things. Like I have a comfortable living. Like I'm, I have a, I, I know celebrities and things like that. Like I've, I've, loved women and they've loved me back and like all these things like I did it but it doesn't look like what 10 year old me thought it was going to look like and so what I have to do now is kind of compare those two things write down what 10 year old me wanted out of life and what 40 year old me has done with life not only find the commonality between the two lists, but also work on gratitude and the reality of what is actually on that list. Man, that is wild to me that (laughs) I don't even remember what 10 year old me wanted out of life. Yeah. That's crazy. So when you're talking to younger self, what are you, what are you discussing? Um, there's not really much discussion, but when I, when I picture my younger self, I'm usually, I feel like I'm like eight, eight to 10, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, I feel like he's, he's always just looking to me for guidance Mm. and I always feel like he's scared. Um, so really I just try to let him know that 
I love him and he's dope and he's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just try to reinforce those things. Like he, he's, he's enough. You're enough, bud. You say he's scared. What is he, what is he scared of? Scared. Really? Yeah. What was, what was happening in that time period that you would just neglect or just, no, it's not like an inherent fear. It's not like a survival thing. It's just like, um, I think, I think it goes back to things we've talked about before. It's just like a fear of being seen. Mm. Like when I was that young, like I've, I've always, I was always class clown, but if I wasn't, class clowning like I was quiet at my dad like I was a straight A student and the class clown so if I wanted to make you laugh I'll make you laugh if I don't want to make you laugh I'm going to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing and you're not going to hear a fucking peep from me yeah Um. yeah so I think it was it's probably a combination of the fear of being seen if I didn't want to be seen and a fear of probably underachieving which is just a way of saying not being good enough yeah um yeah growing up like i was the kid if i had a 98 percent in a class i would do extra credit just so i could have a hundred like <laughs> really oh but yeah an a is an a yeah. but like no i needed to be the best in the class wow i don't know why i lo- i lost that late in high school when I got my first, I got a girlfriend and I had a job and I understood that like, Oh, I need to make money to have a life outside of school. Right. And that's when I just started seeing school as like an obligation. I was like, I could ace all of this if I wanted to. It's not important to me anymore. Mm. What's important to me now is I can get to work. I can make money. I can hang out with my friends. I can put gas in my car. I can pay my car. Like, that's what mattered. Mm -hmm. So I could have got straight A's all through high school if I wanted. But around my junior year, I just quit giving a shit. And I just passed because I knew I was going to graduate either way. Mm. So, I yeah, I just kind of decided it wasn't that important anymore. I think that's when I made a big change is I... uh, um, yeah, that was the time I decided that being the best at everything or being an overachiever like wasn't that important. Like it's yeah. there's a lot of it's like it's hard to get straight A's. Yeah. And when you don't, it's stressful as fuck when that's your standard. When your standard is perfection mm. and you get a B and it like guts you, I just let go of that. Same in college. I got to college and I was like, okay, I just need to get my degree. I don't need to be a valedictorian. I don't I need to pass the classes and I need to get a degree. As long as I pass and I understand what's like, I'll be fine. I didn't learn shit in college. I learned how to pass tests while (laughs) working 40 hours a week. Huh? So yeah, I just, I started, I started playing the game of life rather than playing the be a good boy. Do you find yourself talking to other ages of yourself or is it always, eight to ten year old um usually when i when i'm when we're doing the exercise of like picturing my younger self next to me it's usually around 
that eight to 10. Um, but I did have kind of a breakthrough with my therapist when we were talking about, um, doing parts work mm -hmm. that it's easier for me to visualize instead of visualizing the parts of me, visualizing versions of me, like rather than thinking of the part of me that wants to make a joke, it's like finding the time in my life when I started using humor mm. as a thing. So yeah, looking at parts differently. So, yeah. but we, that was really recent. So I haven't done a ton of other versions of myself yet. Yeah. Like I said, I'm brand new to this idea of talking to younger self. So it's only been 10 year old me. And, mm -hmm. but the problem with that is 10 year old me is 10 years old. Mm -hmm. He doesn't fucking know anything. <laughs> he doesn't know what reality really is yet. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one who gets to dictate whether you're successful or not. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Yep. We did it. <laughs> That's what I'm working on. Yeah. Because a lot of these things, this idealism, aren't things that I even enjoy. Yeah. And so, again, it falls into that category of why am I working so hard? Or why am I missing out on things that I do enjoy chasing this thing that I don't? Who is that for? Because when I think of 10-year-old me... And you're saying that you just want to like show him love and know that he's safe. He's I enough, just, yeah. yeah, that he's enough. I just want to impress 10 year old Michael. You even want validation from your younger self. Yes. <laughs> yes. Jesus yes. Christ, I man. want to show off. I want to be like, look at us, baby. We did it. He's like, can you just love me, please? Yeah. Like, cool. I'm like, not now, I'm man. I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you just need validation anytime you can get it. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Yeah. That makes me so sad. How do you how do you work on rewiring that validation? Did you never have it? No, I mean I think I still do. Like every time Every time my short film didn't get into a festival, I was like, oh, cool, made a piece of shit because like getting in would have been validating. Right. So I think, I think every, I don't think you can get rid of it. What about validation from others? What are they going to validate? Like what? I'm a good driver. I know I'm a good driver. <laughs> like what, what, what are they going to validate that? I don't know. Mm, maybe that's it. The unknowing. But you also have a thing that it's never enough for you. Like nothing's yeah. ever enough. Somebody could validate you and then be like, wow, but yeah. I didn't mention my hat. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's never enough. Yeah. You I always need more. I have a, I have a fear of missing out. On what? Life experience what's life i that's what i'm struggling with what i i feel like i'm missing out on experiences and connections and i oftentimes live with regret because I think that I should be doing more with my time and I feel like I'm wasting my time a lot and I'm trying to what I'm 
trying to do is separate that in my professional life and giving myself a little bit more time and grace to really have a rest day or to not work on something. And it's really hard to turn my brain off and not work on things because that's just what I've always done. It's just on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that I'm, that if I'm not meeting up or if I'm not going out or if I'm, I'm not talking to somebody on the phone or, or creating something or wh whatever, it's, it is wasting time. You don't want to go out. I, and that's, and that's the fucking fight, right? It's. But I don't, even, I don't know. I don't even enjoy those things. So why 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 do I give a fuck? Because I'll tell you want my opinion? Yes. Because you're doing it for the gram. You do all these things just to show people what you're doing so they think you're cool and they think it's the same thing with clothes. Yeah, I have it and you never will. Yeah. You want to look like the rock star because they're not the rock star. Yeah, I want 10-year-old me to be like, look at all this cool ten -year -old shit we're doing. just wants to be fucking loved. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know him. Yeah, I do. He wants a large pizza. <laughs> yeah, he wants a large pizza and a fucking hug. And you're like, do we live in L.A.? He's like, yeah, buddy, I'm lonely. Hug me. You're like, yeah, but dude, we were on tour. Didn't hug me still. <laughs> Didn't hug me still. Yeah, maybe if you quit fucking around with all this bullshit and actually <sighs> focus on what you need, things might get better. How do you find out what you Jesus need? Christ. <laughs> <sighs> My God. Yeah, man. Who do you think has these answers but you? Who do you think has the answers for you? I don't know, man. I Maybe that's it. Maybe I think other people have the answers and I'm doing it wrong or I'm fucking up. Is it other people or are you waiting for your mom to tell you what to do? Oh. I think you hit on something, but in a different way. Can we just acknowledge the ooh? <laughs> yeah, because you... That was nice. Yeah. You said, I'm waiting on her to tell me what to do. And it's not that. You know what it is? What is it? When I was growing up, it was all about my mother's love, right? Because dad really wasn't around. Grandma was there, but she was more of the disciplinary person in my mm -hmm. life. Um, so it was all about making mom happy, mm -hmm. making mom laugh, all that stuff. And then when I started to do stand-up, she was worried that it wouldn't pan out. Not that she didn't believe in me, but she wanted to know that I was taken care of. Mm -hmm. And so when I first started out, she wanted me to have a, you know, go to college still, finish college. So I would have at least something to back up on if I could, if I needed it. 
or, you know, she had me have a job there for a while when I was first starting out comedy. Even when I was first touring, I still had a job. And the first four years, I was working a full-time job, taking time off to drive like six, seven hours to do 10 minutes on stage and then going back to work and all that stuff because it made mom feel better. Mm-hmm. So what if all this stuff isn't for 10-year-old me and it's not for me at all? What if it's for mom? What if I'm doing all these things to show mom that we did it, we made it, we're okay. Look at all this cool stuff we're doing. We're going on tour, we're doing this, we're doing that. Like, look, Ma, look, this is, isn't this great? Like, look, we did it. Yeah, but you're not okay. <sighs> yeah, but she doesn't have to know that. Right? She does. You think you're fooling her? I thought so. I thought I was doing a pretty good job. You're not even fooling yourself. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. What if this all wraps back around to not being able to be my authentic self because I'm still worried about the validation from mom and not the validation from myself. What if you quit living for your mom and started living for yourself? Yeah. Hmm. Wouldn't that be something? That would really be something. Mm-hmm.